When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. Hope everybody's doing good on this Monday, this snowy Monday, especially in the burbs. Lots of snow Saturday, a lot of snow early this morning into the afternoon. Uh, so hope everybody's enjoying their Sunday. Uh, welcome to the Coach Steve Show. If this is your first time here, welcome. Uh, make sure you hit the like button and the subscribe button on the Coach Steve Show YouTube channel. Uh, you can find the podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, literally anywhere. So wherever you're listening, please hit the follow button, rate it, be a friend, tell a friend. 
um, all that good stuff. You can also find the podcast on ColorCast. ColorCast is an app right now only for Apple where you can go and commentate each sporting event, have live podcasts, debates, hot topics, anything like that. It's only for Apple right now, but it will get to Android soon. So go check out the Coach Steve Show on ColorCast as well. The podcast is also brought to you by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. If you go to bellyupsports.com, check out all the podcasts and blogs and different uh, media on there. There's something out there for everybody. So bellyupsports.com, go check out that uh, great stuff there. Thank you, Belly Up Sports. Um, all you football coaches out there like me that are in our offseason, do your linemen – get their helmets scuffed up during your anti-run period, um, especially during the summer. You know, that's the summer and then into your fall season. Uh, you know, there there's a lot of hitting. There's a lot of times that helmets are getting scuffed up. Uh, you know, you guys aren't leaning with their heads, but they're, they're taking some hits. That's why Lyman's the best position in football. They're hitting every single play. Well, there's a way to, re- to reduce the blows. Uh, those guys are t- taking each and every week. It's Guardian Caps. Uh, Guardian Caps, you know, has this uh, – Unique way of making a cover for the helmet that can reduce the impact by 20 to 33 percent. Um, it helps, you know, absorb the blow even before the helmet. So when you send it to get re- reconditioned, it's going to help that out. It's going to help the kids out. So it just absorbs the blow. You know, that it, it's what you need. You know, 20 to 33 percent is a ton, especially during the week, you know, on Tuesdays and Wednesdays when they're hitting and then on the game Friday. Um, you know, if a kid gets in for just a little bit on a game and then goes the next game, yeah, you're going to need it, especially the big guys. You can't win without the big guys in the trenches. We all know this. Uh, so if you go to guardiansports.com slash guardian-caps and use the code 15 off at checkout, you're going to save 15% off your order. This is to save football coaches money, whether you're buying one, two, three, four, five, six, sixty, doesn't matter. A hundred, doesn't matter. Guardiansports.com slash guardian dash caps. Use the code 15 off at checkout and you, you will save 50% off your order. Go do it. It's worn by over five NFL teams and 200 plus colleges like Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Penn State. Schools like that where you, it, it's got to work right, especially in the NFL. So go do that. Go save some money. Go to that website. Click the link in the description below. 15 off. Save 50% off your order. Thank you, Guardian Caps, for sponsoring the Coach Steve Show podcast. So we're going to dive right in. That might have been the greatest Sunday, NFL football Sunday, maybe of all time, that I can remember. You know, we've had great games. You know, each Super Bowl has been great. Uh, the Rams versus the Chiefs years ago when it was, I believe, 54 to 51, something like that. That was great football. Saturday was great football, too. Don't get me wrong with the Packers and the 49ers um, and everything else on Saturday, the Bengals and the Titans. Just just great football by all. Uh, nothing to complain about. But yesterday was just electric. Now, it started off as dominance. You know, we had the Rams and the Bucks first, and we'll just go in order. Um, it started off with the Rams dominating the Bucks. Like they literally came out and played much better than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, the Bucks just didn't look good. Uh, their defense wasn't quite up to what it was. Uh, Tom Brady was making okay throws, but they were getting pressure on Tom Brady. They were collapsing the pocket very quickly. I mean, the Rams are no joke. They have like they literally have no draft picks because they gave everything away. To win now. Some teams give some things away. They try to win later. Some teams 
hopefully build up. Um, we're talking basketball. But look at the Warriors. They had drafted and built up to win championships. Um, you know, Patriots do that. They had built up. They got pieces. They won championships. The Rams have built pieces up, but they also have traded for some pieces. They've got some guys in free agency, and they said, nope, we want to win now. That defense is nasty. That offense is nasty. Um, there's times they've struggled this year to, you know, with Matthew Stafford getting a hold of the offense, some new defensive guys, uh, and everything else. So they've had to learn. But they're on a mission. And that defensive line is nasty. And the Bucks' offensive line, I wouldn't say they're old, but they ain't young either. And they were just getting pressure on Tom Brady. Uh, they knew that he was going to throw to Mike Evans or Gronk. It was one of the two. Uh, there was times in that first half Tom Brady was getting to Mike Evans. There was a couple times he's thrown in the flat, boom, boom, boom. But then they started to, to cover him. Uh, when they played, you know, when Tom Brady started to get, you know, some throws in, when the Rams started to play their man defense and brought no pressure, that's where Tom Brady's going to pick you off. If you're going to play man coverage, you better bring five and force Tom Brady to move outside the pocket because he is older. He's not going to make the same throws that he used to. But when you collapse the pocket on Tom Brady, when you – you know, everything else like that, yeah, you are going to be in a good position to win. It's going to be a great position to win. So the Rams started off dominating. Um, I wasn't shocked they were dominating the first half or winning the first half. I was shocked of how they were dominating the first half. I mean, Matthew Stafford was playing well. Uh, the offensive line was playing well. Their defense was playing well. Just the whole thing was playing well. So we went from Saturday having some close games to win by a field goal to looking like we're going to have a blowout uh, with the Rams and Buccaneers, um, with the Rams being up 20-3 to at halftime. Now, I'm sure Tom Brady probably went to the locker room and told everybody that's way younger than him. I think there was a quote saying that Tom Brady will talk trash talk to players. is, hey, I – played against your dad, go ask him about me because he's been in the league for so long. He probably literally sat these guys down and said, listen, guys, once upon a time, I was down 28-3 in the Super Bowl versus the Falcons. We believed, we fought, and we came back and won the game. Whatever was said at halftime started to work, but it didn't work till the fourth quarter. But the Rams look good. You know, they, they really stick to that wide zone. They really stick to short passes and play action. Um, you know, again, you know, a little bit banged up on offense, the Bucks are. They started to get a little bit healthier on defense. But offensively, they had some guys out. Um, and then in the second half, you know, they came out. The Bucks made a l- couple tweaks. Um, they had come out and they scored 10 points in the third quarter, and the Rams only scored seven. So now you're looking at a 27-13 to 13 game. So it's a little bit closer. But, you know, the feel of the game and the energy of the game, You, I saw so many of these – big time professional journalists that are on TV every day that make hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars go on to social media and say, it's over. It's done. Tom Brady's done. Uh, There's no way they're going to come back and win the game. Now I was rooting for the Rams. I was rooting for the Rams only because I don't hate Tom Brady at all. I respect him. You know, I do root for him time to time. But I, I just it's a Matthew Stafford thing. You know, being a Bears fan, watching him at Detroit Lions, there's I don't know if I'm the only one. Does anybody else feel like they want to be a Detroit fan at times? Like you feel kind of bad for him, but I like their colors. I like how tough they play. 
I loved watching Matthew Stafford play unless it was versus the Bears, but I loved watching him play. He's a good quarterback. He's a tough quarterback. So there's just times I've rooted for him. There's times I've wanted to see him succeed and win. So part of it was that. Like, I want to see Matthew Stafford to do well. Um, and, you know, just a couple people that I don't necessarily agree with or like rooting for the Buccaneers. That's kind of a part of it. That's why the whole Bills thing happened. But, you know, the feel, the energy of the game, you know, so these professional guys that make a lot of money said the game's over, it's done. There's no way they're going to come back. Um, you know, it's 27 to 13. I didn't think there was a way that the Buccaneers were going to come back either. I was like, okay, the Rams – yeah, they've only scored seven, but they scored 10 and 10. So seven's not too bad in that quarter versus Tampa Bay's defense, who, you know, you know they've been pretty decent this year. Um, you know, the way their defense is holding Tom Brady and the way he's looked, if they continue to get pressure on him. They started to uh, bring pressure on their man defenses. They started playing a little zone, really mixing it up, moving guys around. I didn't think there was a way that. They were going to come back. Well, by God, were we all wrong? These professional journalists that make millions of dollars, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars, were just completely and utterly wrong. Just completely and utterly wrong. Um, the Rams started to do Rams things, is what I call it, from like the St. Louis times. Um, but they literally started to fall apart a little bit. And it literally looked like they were saying, oh, we kind of want Tom Brady to have one more shot at it. So they literally were looking at the Buccaneers with this plate and said, here it is, here you go, because Buccaneers start to score. And the f- turnovers, like literally, they started to turn the ball over. And I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe it. Um, Tampa Bay, they I mean, they forced, what, four turnovers, I believe. Like, absolutely crazy to force that many turnovers. Um, we're going to find the real statistical stat here. Yeah, I mean, the Rams had four turnovers. They fumbled the ball four times. Four times. Tampa Bay had two. They had one fumble and an interception. So you fumble the ball four times, and I've got to think that four of those fumbles were all in the fourth quarter. I mean, it was bad. It was literally, okay, the Buccaneers turn the ball over, the Rams get it. Well, then they fumble it. You know, the handoff to Akers or Jefferson and, you know, fumble it. I believe it was Jefferson fumbled it. And you're just like, oh, my God, they literally want Tampa Bay to win. And then Tom Brady goes, oh, okay, it's time to start throwing well and started to make big-time throws. And then um, they start to come back, and you're like, okay, well, yeah, okay, they score. You know, so now the Rams are only up by a touch. I think it was 20 to 7 or 20 to 27, 27 to 20 at one point. And you're just like, okay, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, you know, whatever. And they fumble it. So then it's like, okay, there's no way they're going to come back down and score. But the one throw over Jalen Ramsey that Tom Brady made, this to Evans. I mean, Mike Evans had eight receptions for 119 yards and the one touchdown. That 55-yard touchdown pass that Tom Brady made, everybody – had to have been like, okay, now you start to feel the energy. Like, oh, my God, they're going to win. Tom Brady's about to do it again. And everybody at home, especially me, is like, oh, my God, they're going to do it again. They're going to move on. They're going to play the 49ers. And they probably will beat the 49ers just because of Tom Brady and the defense and the, 
and all that stuff. She's like, oh my God, we're going to get Tom Brady in the Super Bowl again. This is what people that hate Alabama and Nick Saban must feel like. So maybe I understand it, but you're just like, oh my God. And I'm sitting here rooting for Matthew Stafford. And then they come down and it's fourth and inches. And they're, you know, fourth and goal. Or not fourth and goal, it's fourth and inches. They're near in the red zone. And Tom Brady's one of the best quarterback sneak quarterbacks we've ever seen. And the Rams are ready for it. And they hand off just like, like a lead play. Fournette bounces off and gets the touchdown. And you're 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 sitting there and you're like, oh my God, like this is it. Uh they're gonna win. You know, something's gonna happen. They're gonna win. And it's just the Tom Brady magic. I'm literally watching this and I'm like, man, if they tackle, but they're all ready for that quarterback sneak, why wouldn't you? So now it's 27 to 27. Um, there's literally less than a minute, I believe, on the clock, like 40 seconds or so. They have their timeouts. So now it becomes, okay, all Tampa Bay has to do is keep them in front, don't give up a field goal, and they'll win, the, and they'll go into overtime, and then Tom Brady will have that opportunity to do Tom Brady things and go on and win. And then it just flipped again. Like, the, all the momentum was with Tampa Bay. All the, everything's going right. I talked about in the last episode, when things go right for a team, everything just opens up. When you talk in basketball terms, when a team is just on, that hoop gets bigger. The basketball gets a little smaller, the hoop gets big, and you're shooting it like a, uh, shooting a ball into a pool. That's what it feels like when a shooter is on in basketball. Uh, when a team is just on, every shot they put up is going to go in. On defense, they're going to block shots. Uh, the other team, your, bat, your shot's not going to go in in football. When another team has all the energy, every block's going to go for two or three yards. That little tight window has become a big window. They're going to catch the ball. Uh, the other team on offense is not going to move the ball. Again, you saw you saw with the Rams. They're going to fumble the ball. So when another team is on, this is what happens. This is what happens. So even I'm sitting there going, okay, oh my God, we're going to go to overtime. The Rams aren't going to move the ball down there. And, you know, yeah, it is what it is. So the Rams couple plays move it a little bit well then tampa bay has a miscommunication on defense they go to like this man type of coverage to try to bring pressure on matthew stafford and cooper cups running down the middle wide open hits him gets him all the way down cooper cup had 183 yards receiving on nine catches 70 yards was the longest hits him in stride they get all the way down then they come down, kick the field goal to win the game, 30-27. to 27. How crazy is it, before we talk about the Rams, that on Saturday you have the Bengals coming down to beat the Titans by a field goal. You have the 49ers go against the Packers, march down the field and win by a field goal. And then you have the Rams being tied with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, have to march down and win on a field goal. So three games in a row in this playoffs where you have to win by a field goal. Coming off of the guy that I said tweeted about how special teams was not part of football and how it shouldn't determine the game or whatever because he was referring to the block punt with the Packers. I am so glad that these came down to special teams because special teams is a third of the game that people don't normally talk too much about. So that guy can literally delete his social media accounts because he is a buffoon idiot. The Rams almost lost this game. So a part of that is concerning that you could start off hot and then can just don't 
do the things that you need to do to win. Um, they allow, you know, but the, that coverage at the end, what was that to allow Cup just streak down the middle? Their best receiver, who people talked about, should be in the MVP discussion of this wide receiver group. Good Lord, you allowed him to run down the field and do that. So does that mean that Bowles, I believe that's defense coordinator, should not be considered for the Bears head coach now because your defense did not play well against the Rams and then that happens? Like, good Lord. Mm. Cooper Cup's the man. I mean, he stepped up all year. He's made big catches. He had big catches all year. I mean, nine catches for 180-some yards. Good Lord. Um, but what's concerning is the Rams is the ball security. They fumbled a lot. Um, you know, you allowed another defense or another team to get momentum. Uh, so, I mean, that's going to be concerning for the Rams going forward. Um, but congratulations, Matthew Stafford and the Rams. I mean, Matthew Stafford didn't flinch. That guy's never flinched, though. He's one of the toughest quarterbacks we've seen since – he probably is the toughest quarterback. I mean, since the times of Ben Roethlisberger, now that he's gone, and Brett Favre, he is very tough. He has gone through injury after injury. I mean, hell, he's tough enough to play in Detroit all those years and not leave until now to stay for all those years. Man, that guy is tough. That guy is tough. He didn't flinch. The very first play, I believe, they went five wide, and he got hit. It was like an immediate sack, you know, when they were trying to march down the field to score. So he doesn't flinch. He doesn't move. So congratulations to the Rams. They're moving on to the NFC Championship game. Ever since Sean McVay got there, I think the Rams has had five losing seasons. I think they made the playoffs once when they were like 7-9 and nine or something. But they've had a streak of losing seasons, and Sean McVay has not had a losing season since he's been there. Um, he's done great things. Matt, this might be the te- this could be the team that wins the Super Bowl, and they know that. They're the type of defense they have, the offense they have. And it, like I said, it's built to win now. Um but the leaning question of this is, is Tom is this Tom Brady's last game? Now, we've heard that every year, so every time I even see a writing of that or a, hear a rumbling of it, I don't think anything of it. But for some I mean, I didn't really hear anything unless I'm just reading the wrong things or looking at the wrong thing. I don't remember reading or seeing anything about how this was going to be his last game, but then all of a sudden yesterday they were talking about, oh, well, sources have said this is probably his last game. There's rumblings, and so I don't know why it just came out yesterday, but apparently there's rumblings of this is going to be his last game. Obviously, he wants to go out on a Super Bowl win. I don't know. I really, it's hard to answer that question because, you know, it seems for the past like four years they've brought that up. This is his last game. This is, you know, this is the last year. Is this going to be his last game? And he turns around and comes back. Um, and he wins the Super Bowl when he comes back. Or he gets to the Super Bowl or they win. Um, they get to the AFC or NFC championship game. Like, this is just what happens. And I don't know because, you know, he's in his 40s. He's accomplished everything a quarterback can accomplish. I, he doesn't need to win another Super Bowl to you know, add to his resume. He doesn't need to win another MVP. He doesn't need to win anything else to solidify himself. So there's no real reason. I mean, if he wanted to retire, great. Now, if he wants to do the whole retirement thing like Peyton Manning where he retires on a Super Bowl, that's very difficult to do. That's very difficult to do, especially because of what might happen. Now, is he going to wait to see? Are they going to lose their offensive coordinator? Does Bruce Arians decide to retire? I don't think we've heard rumblings of that. But does he decide to go? Who knows? But is it Tom Brady's last game? That's really hard to say. I don't think so. I don't think it'll be his last game. 
but I would not be shocked if it was his last game. I think he does. I don't think he does need to hang it up, but, you know, done it for a long time. He's accomplished everything he needs to. There's nothing he has to prove to anybody. You know, he's won a lot of games, won some Super Bowls, won a lot of awards, thrown a lot of touchdown passes, thrown a lot of yards. There's nothing more he's got to prove to anybody. I think it'd be cool if he could retire as a Patriot, like sign a day thing and retire as a Patriot, because that's where he's, you know, known for. That's where he's done his thing. I don't know. I don't know if it's the last game. Like, like I said, it was a rumbling that I didn't hear until the game, so not something that I had thought of or was worried about with Tom Brady. Um, rigged sports. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was rigged at first. The thought crossed my mind when the Bucks were coming back. I was like, oh, yeah, the rant. Somebody paid the Rams a lot of money to start fumbling the ball because when you fumble it four times, that's a lot. And I was like, okay, well, the Rams just want to see Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. They There's some there's some deal made here where the where they get Tom Brady to the Super Bowl to where he can retire off of a Super Bowl win. I, I literally thought that's what was happening. Rick Sports will get to the Rick part here. The next game, I'm sure that's what people are going to talk about. But congratulations to the Rams. They're on to the NFC Championship game. They will play. Um, yep, going to get to that Bills game. But congratulations to the Rams. They're going to play the 49ers, which the 49ers have had the Rams number. Uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan has had McVay's number. They, they That coaching staff with the Washington, well, now it's the Washington football team. Back in the day, it wasn't. Uh, to have Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, and LaFleur all on the same staff. Like, that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Could you imagine them all being on the same staff again? That'd be insane. Um, but they'll play the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan has had Sean McVay's number for a while, so we, that's going to be a great game next weekend. Uh, hopefully Jimmy G can heal up a little more so he can play a little better. Um, but it'll be great weather. You're going to be indoors uh, at the Rams, so hopefully he'll play a lot better. His thumb will have to be in the cold and everything else. Um, so that'll be a great game. So then we'll move on. Now, this next game, the reason why this next game, you know, the Rams or after the Rams game, oh my gosh, like the Ram, the Kansas city chiefs and the Buffalo bills, that game was absolutely electric. I, I put out there, I said, this is the super bowl, right? This has got to be the super bowl game because this has been more exciting than most super bowls. It was electric. Um, it was a great game. Up until the end when I, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll get to that, my feelings at the end of it. But it was a great game. It was an absolutely great game. Um, I will say this. I find, well, let me say this. It was like the Super Bowl. I was rooting for the Bills to beat the Chiefs the whole time due to sometimes how Patrick Mahomes' wife acts. For sure how his brother acts. And then just that guy Nick Wright on Fox Sports on whatever stupid show he's on. um, Who does unprofessional journalism. For some reason, you know, like people comment. They go, oh yeah, his, you know, you're always professional journalist. I I will say this. Nick Wright, I don't know how he's a job in sports because he doesn't know anything. But I do appreciate the hustle. I appreciate he probably writes very, very well, probably very educated on how to write and journalist and all that stuff. You know, this podcast thing, I plugged in a thing and just went. Um, Nick Wright, uh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, 
I think a lot of people are rooting for the Bills. Not for probably for the same reason. They're probably rooting for the Bills because they're tired of seeing the Chiefs. Kind of like I'm an Alabama or Nick Saban fan. People are rooting for that because they're tired of seeing them. But when you've got Nick right out there spouting his opinions where you're a journalist and you're supposed to give you know uh, factual stuff and this and that, not gaslighting people to root for the Chiefs and all that stuff. So whatever. I was rooting for the Bills. But I also knew that the Chiefs are a very, very good team. And they can turn it on whenever they want. And so I was kind of hoping they wouldn't turn it on until later. But they turned it on right from the get-go. Um, so I was rooting for the Bills because of Nick Wright. Because I think Nick Wright's an idiot. And we've said that many times. Um, that Chiefs offense is unfair. We've said it for years. And it just continues to be there. I don't know how they're able to keep those same guys on the team year in and year out. Especially after they paid Patrick Mahomes a half a billion dollars. Here soon, that team has got to be um, dismantled because they're not going to have the money to pay Hill. They're not going to have the money to pay Kelsey. They're not going to have the money to get a good offensive line. They're not going to have the money to pay those guys on defense. I'm sure those guys took a pay cut before. It ain't going to happen. If they continue to do well, they're not going to be able to, to keep those guys. But that type of speed on offense is unfair and Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Patrick Mahomes is not the best quarterback we've ever seen, so people on these sports shows need to get that out of their mind right now. Patrick Mahomes is not the best quarterback we've ever seen. He is one of the most athletic quarterbacks we've seen because the type of throws he makes is crazy. He is not the best quarterback. But that offense is unfair. The way he is able to maneuver his arm and get the ball in there, um, the unique formations they do, the the unique plays they have, um, him just spinning to hand the ball off differently messes with the defense. The way he's able to get the ball out quick, uh, the the brilliant offensive mind of Andy Reid. Like, that offense is just unfair. And then that defense started to get healthy near the end of the year, and they came in healthy. Their defensive line was healthy. So they were able to um, 
I want to know if they control the line of scrimmage, but they were able to make it tough on the Bills. I was impressed with Kansas City's offensive line. Their pass protection was very, very good at times. There were times when the Bills' defensive line got tired, but that Bill, uh, Kansas City's offensive line was pass protecting pretty well. You know, Patrick Mahomes, most of the night, had time to throw the ball. There was times he got flushed, but he, I didn't realize how athletic he was, and that's probably ignorance of me. I knew how athletic he was, but the amount of escape tackles he did last night, the amount of times that he got away where I'm sitting there on the edge of my seat, like, tackle him, they're right there. The defensive line was there. The linebackers were right there. Tackle him. Tackle his ass. You know, I'm, I'm sitting there rooting for the Bills. I'm ready to buy a Bills shirt after they win. Like, I was just like, come on, Bills, we got to get this. And he's Houdini. I, he's not the best quarterback ever, but he is good at those things. Um, the type of throws he can make is incredible. We know that. The defense actually played well um, until the end of the fourth quarter, and they allowed the Bills to score. You know, they struggled in the run this year, but, you know, the defensive line got healthy. But Josh Allen played just as well, and he played probably the best in this playoffs. I believe he threw nine touchdown passes this off, in this postseason and still ends up losing this game, which to me is completely an unfair. It's unfair that I wish the Bills or the Chiefs were in the NFC and these two could meet in the Super Bowl, but it's just unfair that Josh Allen played that well and ended up losing. Uh, the Bills did have the number one statistical defense with no pro bowlers, which is a shame. But Josh Allen, he played great. The type of throws he made were Patrick Mahomes-esque. Uh, the way he ran the ball, the way he they trust him to run the football, the quarterback design runs they make for him. They ran buck sweep a couple times for him, pulling the guards, and he ran with it. They did run a couple pin and pull reads and zone reads with him where I thought he should have handed the ball off. So a couple misreads by him here and there, especially on that first drive when they came down and scored. Just a couple misreads by him. But when they run like a GT for him and he can run, he runs people over, he can hurdle people, and he did it last night. He laid it all out there for his team last night. He made incredible throws. And like this, this I mean, the people are big on stats. I mean, when you throw it 37 times, you're 27 of 37. 329 yards and four touchdowns. You only got sacked twice. Offensive line played well. Um, he ran the ball well. He had 68 yards rushing. Uh, so, I mean, great by him. And then Patrick Mahomes, very similar numbers, 33 of 44, 378 yards, three touchdowns. He only got sacked twice as well. Um, he averaged 8.7 yards completion. Josh Allen um, averaged 8.9 yards of completion. So both quarterbacks played very, very well, very, very similar and Josh Allen just balled out. He and Patrick Mahomes balled out. I did not expect that type of ball out from Josh Allen because I feel like I'm the curse of Josh Allen because times I'm able to sit and watch a full game, he either does play well or he just kind of he'll struggle a little bit. So I've always felt like I was the guy that caused him to not play well, but he balled out. And I didn't realize how fast he was either. Um, Tiger kills like a small Megatron. He is. And I'm going to get to some of that. He is unfair. I, I said that earlier. That Chiefs offense is unfair. That is, you know, the Techno Bowl where you were the Raiders. Like, that's that's kind of what it is. Tyreek Hill is like that, you know, Bo Jackson from, you know, way back when. That That is just unfair. Um, it's kind of like playing NCAA football from way back when, when you, I think it was NCAA 2011, where you had the Florida Gators and Tim Tebow. That's kind of what the Chiefs offense looks like. It's just unfair. Um, but I guess the, I guess compare it 
The Bills don't have that type of speed on offense, but they're able to march down the field and score. Uh, Josh Allen can make certain throws. The way he can move around the pocket. Again, probably naive of me because I'm more of a college football fan than I am an NFL fan. I think college football has way more coaching in it, which I'm a fan of. I like seeing different offenses. But I think the reason why I really like this game is because you did see different offenses. Um, You know, I mean, they passed a lot, but you saw different things out of them. Um... And the reason why this game was just electric was because I feel like every single time that the Bills offense was out there or the Chiefs offense was out there, I was on the edge of my seat because, one, I really wanted the Bills defense to stop the Chiefs. But it was just like, man, you're just not going to. And you're on the edge of your seat like, oh, my gosh, you got to stop them. But you're on the edge of your seat for the Bills like, okay, the Chiefs defense is a lot healthier. They're playing better. Are they going to stop them? So you're on the edge of your seat. Um, And then the last, what was it, last four minutes – of the regular time to get part of the game was just electric. And that's when it started to fly. And it was just back and forth, back and forth. Well, they scored 20 some points in the last two minutes or four minutes. Uh, it was abs- it was absolutely great football to watch near the end there. Um, the last two minutes, you know, was great. Patrick Mahomes is like, okay, with well, a bill score. Okay. Well then you left, I don't know what is it, a minute, some two minutes, whatever. Patrick Mahomes comes out and scores, and that's where the Tyreek Hill thing comes in. I'm going to get to something about Tyreek Hill in a minute, but the speed there was just unfair. Um, Well, then you leave like a minute, 30 seconds, whatever it was, or almost a minute, and and less than a minute, you're like, okay, Bill's got their timeouts. The guy get down there and score, and is it going to happen? Well, by God, it did in that huge fourth down conversion. Uh, And that big pass play where he – my God. When they marched down there – and um, Davis broke that guy's ankles on the route run. I'm like, how did he get open? Yeah, uh, the fact that the Chiefs got Melvin Ingram for a six-round pick is crazy. I, like I said, I said it earlier. It's unfair of the pieces that the Chiefs have. Now, it can't stay that way forever. They're going to either get old or these guys are going to start playing well and go, okay, we got to get paid. Well, you're paying Patrick Mahomes a half a billion dollars. So I know some of these guys probably took pay cuts, and I didn't look too deep into it because it is what it is. But they had to take some pay cuts, and here pretty soon that ain't going to be the issue. Like, this can't happen. One thing the Patriots did a good job of was, well, one, Tom Brady didn't take all that money. Two, they were able to get pieces of guys, like roll guys, and then just play well, get and focus on defense and get some roll guys on offense and play well. The Chiefs... Somehow I figured out how to get both. They have great guys on defense, and then their offense just explodes and have this talent. Um, but then they have the Bills, you know, uh, I'm going to say his name wrong. Okay, yeah, it was Gabriel Davis, I believe, to break that guy's ankles and score. I, he threw that ball, and I was like, oh, my God, how did he get so open? And they showed it. And I thought he was going to drop it when he started backpedaling. But Gabriel Davis, have yourself a game. Eight catches for 201 yards and four touchdowns. That is absolutely insane, and that's the great thing about the Buffalo Bills players and their offense and Josh Allen. He'll throw it to whoever. Whoever is open, he'll throw it to. When Beasley was open last night, he threw it to him for six catches and 60 yards. Um, He tossed out to Singletary on that first half. You know, the running backs were open, so he was throwing it. Like, But if Gabriel Davis is open, and I know, you know, Stephon Diggs is supposed to be the guy, he only had seven yards. So they were looking at him. He's supposed to be the guy. Singletary's supposed to be there out of the backfield. Beasley's supposed to be the guy. Well, he's like, well, hell, Gabriel Davis is wide open. Mm, going to throw it. Um, I'm not a Chiefs fan, but they're going to be good for a while. And they're young players especially. Yeah, 
But the thing is, young players, when they get good and they got to get paid, are the Chiefs going to have the money to pay them? That's going to come down to it. You know, I thought paying Patrick Mahomes a half a billion dollars is probably going to put you in the hole for a little bit. I mean, eventually you're going to be like the Green Bay Packers where you're $60-some million over the salary cap, and now you got to make some decisions because these guys don't want to get paid. They want that money. And I hope they're not that good forever. Like I said, I was rooting for the Bills because I hate Nick Wright, so I'm not a Chiefs fan. I was really rooting for the Bills, and I think I feel so bad. We'll get to the we'll get to why we'll get to all that. You know, I'm going uh, part here, but by God, like that touchdown! I was like, it's done, it's done. Like I am sitting there looking at it, going 13 seconds, 13 seconds. I said it's over, it's done, it has to be done, right? It just has to be. I wasn't quite on the edge of my seat, but I was like, okay. Who knew that 13 freaking seconds was enough for Patrick Mahomes and the Bills? Oh, that's going to haunt the Bills for life. I guarantee you one of two things are going to happen to the Bills. One, they're not going to play well, good next year because this is going to haunt them forever. Like this is going to be stuck in their psyche where they're just not going to play well next year. Because sometimes that happens when a team does well and something like this happens. The next year they just don't play well. Or two, you're going to see the number 13 posted everywhere in that facility. They're going to have it written somewhere on the tape or anything like that. And they're going to have that number 13 put up there. And they're going to come out and just murder people next year. I guarantee And Josh Allen, I guarantee Josh Allen hasn't slept. I guarantee that defense hasn't slept. But who knew 13 seconds was going to be enough to come down and score? Now, what the hell were the Bills' defense doing? And again, some of the things I'm about to say are so easy to say because we're watching on TV. Hindsight's 2020. We're able to go back and look at it. And again, we're not on the headsets. Um, you know, coaching football, I understand when got people in the stands talk about you. Those people are not in your meeting room. Those people are not at practice with you. Those people don't know what your players can do unlike you can. So we're not a part of that. But what are you doing? You know, the first play, it looked like they were looking for a Hail Mary. Well, you realize you only need a field goal to tie it. So I understand what their thinking process was. Okay, they've got their timeouts. Make them use the timeouts. Keep them away from the sideline. But we also can't let Patrick Mahomes move around. We want people in front because I think they were really afraid of Tyree Kill getting the ball and running, moving around again like he did earlier. And... They can come up and make a tackle, and I guarantee they're thinking if we can fly up and do that. I believe they threw a screen at one point. Well, then all of a sudden you let Kelsey run up the field. And you're only bringing three or four guys. You know you could bring five guys, maybe six, and keep the rest back. Have one guy really back and then a straight line like a cover zero look. He's way back in a cover zero look. Andy Reid is one of him and uh, Coach uh, Benimi. I always say his name wrong. They've got to be the two best combo offensive people ever. Uh, maybe that's why he got rid of Matt Nagy so this guy could come in because he realized how smart he was. I don't believe that Eric, Coach uh, Benimi, I always say his freaking name wrong, calls the plays. I think Andy Reid does, or he calls half of them. But yes, Andy Reid, he's calm, cool, collected. One of the, He's adapted since his Eagles days. And is a great offensive mind. But man, how can you let Travis Kelsey run up the field untouched, seam, push? I know you don't want them to get to the sideline necessarily, but when that first play, they get a lot of yards and they've moved. Now they're even closer to their field goal range. Now you have to change. They ain't going to go for the home run. 
They're going to nickel and, you know, you maybe you want to give up the sideline. Make them go away from the middle because they don't stream up the middle because it's, it's really hard. Push them out that way. You know, in a way, that's kind of what you have to do. So, by God, what were they doing? You have the number one statistical defense. What are you doing? But, again, when a team is confident, everything works. When Patrick Mahomes is confident and that offense is confident, that defense has just looked like they're spread all over the field and are not close to each other. And he's able, like, everything just goes better when the team has confidence. And they kicked that field goal and tied it. I'm sitting there and my seat, my jaw literally dropped. And I'm like, what in the hell am I watching? First of all, this is history in the making. I'm loving it. I'm loving that I'm a part of this. But I'm like, what in God's green earth? What the, you know, like, what are we doing? Then we get to the overtime. They win the coin toss. Chiefs get it. They march down the field and score. And they win. So whatever. You know, they win. It was a great game by all. You know, 42 to 36. Uh, great, great game. You know, Tyreek Hill had 150 yards receiving. Kelsey had 96. It was just a pass fest. You know, they really they did try to run the football a little bit just to keep the defense honest, but it was, you know, it's become a passing league. Um, yeah, it's unfair how the Chiefs got Tyreek. The fact that he, you know, that he outran five receivers is crazy. It's absolutely insane. It, like I said, Techno Bowl. Go look it up to people I don't know. Techno Bowl. It's absolutely insane. With Bo Jackson. Um, great electric game. This game will go down one of the best history. I think this was probably the greatest NFL Sundays ever. But here's the beef, and people are going to be like, one, this stupid taunting penalty the NFL adopted this year. Here's my problem. How many dumb taunting penalties have we seen this year? A lot. The one you're staring at the sideline, you didn't say anything with the Bears. Eh, taunting. Some celebrations, taunting. Now, some I understand. When you, like... I don't know. I'll say it. When you, like, rub your nuts over the guy's head as a football player, we've all done that. Yeah, that's probably taunting. When you're in the guy's face, yelling, wiping the finger in his face, okay. But when you stare for a second, now if you're both looking over, flexing, I understand it. There's some taunting that's just bad. It's terrible. Tyreek Hill on that touchdown, putting up the piece to the guy. Isn't that considered taunting? Then I see today from Nick Wright saying, well, it's not taunting if he was behind him. If he's looking behind him doing it, it's taunting. But doing it to the guy to the side is not taunting. What the hell did you smoke this morning? To me, that's a taunting penalty. Touchdown shouldn't have counted. The Bills have an opportunity to stop them. So refs, you have to, and the NFL, you have to make it crystal clear what a taunting penalty is because all year we, I don't understand what a taunting penalty is. To me, that should be a taunting penalty, I think. But what do I know? I'm just going by what you've done all year. Why don't they call pick plays no more? Because that pass to Hardman looks like you could have called a flag for a pick. Yeah, that's another one. Um, It's even in college football. I know to run a pick route if you try to avoid the person at all costs or if you just turn and stop and then the player runs into you, it's not a pick anymore. Um, I believe I don't know about the NFL. I know in high school you can do that and in college 
yeah, there's they don't do that anymore. And I think it's because NFL has moved to offense where they want everyone to score. Um, they Again, I don't think some of these refs know the rules anymore. And I'm, I'm about to talk about a rule change here in a second. They're always changing the rules of this type of stuff. And so I think some refs are just like, you know what? We're just going to go with it. We kind of don't know exactly what it is. But again, it's... And then sometimes it's human error. Sometimes it's, you know, what do you consider, what you don't consider. Because some of these, this stuff may not necessarily be cut and dry, may not necessarily be, okay, this is exactly what this is or exactly what this is. So that's what makes it tough. So some, it's like basketball where certain refs are going to allow you to play because they don't think certain hits or certain um, contact is going to be a foul. So in football, I believe it's the same thing with certain refs. But the NFL has got to get under control. We do have a ref shortage, so some of it I don't know, but I would like to think the NFL, you know, pick routes like, you know, on because I'm live on YouTube. Um, I love the name, Cowboys Suck, even though I was kind of wanting the Cowboys to be well. I feel like when the Cowboys do well, NFL's good, but it, 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 that's a whole another topic for a different time. Um, I'm a Bears fan, so what do I know? Um, but I thought that was a taunting call. Now, I'm not saying this is why the Bills lost the game at all. But I am going to nitpick on shouldn't that have been a taunting rule NFL, Roger Goodell? I don't know. I mean, all year we've seen stuff like that. We've seen really stupid ones. That should have been one. But I don't understand Nick Wright where he's like, if it's behind him, it would be a taunting. But since it's out front to the side, it's not. That makes no sense, idiot. I, I guarantee Nick Wright's never played football in his life. But I don't understand how that was a, not a taunting call. And then the NFL overtime rules. The Bears need a new owner. They need a new president. They need all more than just a head coach. I see what you're saying. A head coach, yeah, that's going to help. But we need, we need, the Bears need new scouts. They need new doctors. They need a new GM. They just need to sell the team and, and, and stop because that's, it's from top to bottom. It's just bad. But to heal some of it, we need a good GM and we need a good coach. I see what you're saying. I'm not arguing, but yeah. Then the the NFL overtime rules. Now, I've always kind of not liked them. I know when they changed it to – because originally it was however you score, I believe. So if you come down and kick a field goal, you win. Um, I, I think that's what it was. So I know they changed it to where, okay, if they come down, they score a touchdown, they win, but they come down and kick a field goal, the other team has a chance to come down and kick a field goal or win or whatever it is. If the team comes down and doesn't score and the other team comes down and doesn't score, then it's just whoever scores a field goal. Okay, whatever. They're moving the right direction. Then the college game, you know, kind of changed theirs up, and I liked the college one. Um, I think the NFL needs to change this, and this was talked about back when the Chiefs, you know, went overtime with the Patriots. And the Patriots got the ball first, came down and scored, and we didn't get to see Patrick Mahomes go on the field and try to answer it. Now, a lot of people think, okay, well, people have argued, I put on their NFL should change the rules, change this overtime rule, because that was electric. I would love to see Josh Allen come out and say, okay, I have to leave my team down now and score a touchdown. I have to prove that I can do it. Um hate the rule. It should be that you play the whole overtime. I don't know about the whole overtime. I, the reason why they make this type of rule is because of the wear and tear on the guy's body, so they want them to continue to play. Because we we saw, like, I'm an Illinois fan, so we saw them go nine overtimes with Penn State. They don't want the NFL to do that. And then in the playoffs, you know, they're, you know, I get it. I get it. Maybe they should have. I think 
I think it needs to be okay. So the Chiefs won the toss. They got the ball. They came down, scored a touchdown. Let's say they kick a field goal. Well, now you kick off to the Bills, and whatever happens, happens. They return the special teams. If they fumble it and Chiefs recover, Chiefs win. They kick out of the end zone. Bills get the ball to 25. Now Josh Allen and that offense has an opportunity to come down and score. And if they score and they go for two, they win the game, they come down and they tie it, then it can come down to, okay, next score wins after that or something. Um, I think originally you have to give both teams the opportunity. Now, I know what I just said is going to start a whole new thing of, well, wait a minute. If the Chiefs if the Chiefs score, then the Bills score, then the next score wins. Well, then the Chiefs come down and score. Your argument's going to be, well, the Bills should be able to have Josh Allen answer that. I get it. There's flaws in it, but I just thought that Josh Allen should have had opportunity. Maybe if both teams score on both possessions, then it comes down to a field goal game. I think that would be fun. Kind of like a shoot-off in hockey. Yeah, obviously the Chiefs want to change the rule, and they declined it in the Bills. Well, the Bills are probably regretting that now. I just think it needs to be tweaked. I like the college rule, except I just don't I don't think NFL you could start them at the 25. I think you just do a regular game. Um or, you know, if both teams score on their opening, you know, if the Chiefs had scored and the Bills got the ball and scored. Yeah, then it comes down to a field goal game. I think that would be cool to make idiots, like I said, that tweeted out yesterday that special teams doesn't matter. Well, now, now it matters. Um, or they're forced, you know, I don't know. There's a way to change it, and I don't know 100% of the answer. Um, but I know people have come at me since I've posted, and they've said, no, don't change the rules. Stop them. Your defense has to stop them. And I get that argument. I understand the reg, and then they keep coming at me for the 13 seconds. I understand the defense should have stopped them in 13 seconds. I understand it. I understand in overtime that the defense should have stepped up and stopped them. I 100%. The Bills defense did not elect number one team. Nope, they did not. Um, but I also don't understand what type of defense they were playing in the overtime. It's just, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Didn't make sense. But again, I'm not in the headset. I'm not a part of the meetings. I'm not a part of the game plan. I don't know how the players look in practice. I don't know any of that. But I just don't know. There has to change because I don't think it's fair that that offense didn't have a chance to come out and have a chance. So now you're putting pressure because it's almost a gone foregone conclusion sometimes when in overtime, as soon as you win the coin toss, you're going to want the ball and come down and score and win. Like, what does that do? Yeah, your defense has to step up and stop them, but it's a team game. Like You have to have your offense and special teams try to win too. So there has to be a way to change the NFL overtime rules. There has to be. We still might be watching the game. They might have scored all the time until it was over. Like Just just do it until somebody makes a mistake. Like you said, maybe play the whole overtime. Or make the overtime not 15 minutes, like a quarter, like, hey, you know what? Or somebody had a good idea, make it a two-minute. Or give them four minutes. Like, all right, you're in a two-minute drill or something. Um, I don't, yeah. I don't know if the Bucks would have because if the Rams were able to do what they did in the first quarter, imagine what the Chiefs were going to do to them. I'm a little worried for the Bengals. So the Chiefs win. They're going to play the Cincinnati Bengals next week. I'm a little worried about the Bengals trying to beat them because if the Buffalo Bills had this type of stuff, are the, Buff, are the Bengals going to be able to do it? But now I'm a Joe Burrow guy. I'm a Bengals. I'm popping on the Bengals guy. I want them to beat the Chiefs. I don't know. I feel like the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl again, and it's just going to – God, having to listen to Nick Wright talk the whole time is going to be weird. But 
NFL needs to change their overtime rules. That's just what it is. Um, there's got to be something. Make it a two-minute drill. Um, limit the overtime. Bengals online won't allow it. Yeah. Joe Burrow taking nine sacks. I'm surprised they won against the Titans. That's what's holding the Bengals back. Um, they need a couple playmakers and on defense. But I, I said this. When a team is confident, great things happen. So now we're going to see two teams that are really confident. The Bengals are so confident right now that they don't know they were supposed to lose. They don't know they weren't supposed to win a playoff game. And the Chiefs are super confident and turned, on, turned it up right now. So it's going to be curious to see that. When a team is confident, man. Yeah, if the Bengals let Chiefs get nine sacks or throw the towel in, I agree. That's I think if you get nine sacks versus the Chiefs, you're going to be down by 40 points before you know it. Um, that's what's holding the Bengals back right now, kind of like the, my Bears, is the offensive line. just uh, It's just terrible. Uh, but NFL change your overtime rules. So we're going to have Chiefs and Bengals next weekend. We're going to have 49ers and Rams. Looking forward more to the 49ers and the Rams game than I am the Chiefs and the Bengals. But hopefully Joey Burrow can figure it out and sneak one out of there. That would be fantastic to see the Bengals do well like that. Um, so it'll be fun. So I think that was one of the greatest weekends of football we've had in a long time, if ever. One of the greatest Sundays of football we've had ever. Um, so that's that's going to wrap up this episode. Again, thanks for anybody that watches. Thanks for anybody that listens. Again, make sure you like and subscribe. Like the video. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. The podcast can be found anywhere you listen to your podcast. Please follow it. Rate it. Be a friend. Tell a friend. If not, pretend it never happened. Um, check out the weekly episodes. Go check out the podcast on ColorCast. It's only for Apple. Uh, for right now, go download it. Um, again, thanks so much for listening. Check out all the affiliates that are going to be in the description below. Um, hopefully everybody else enjoyed the Sunday NFL like I did. Thank you guys so much. This is Coach Steve, another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast, and we are out of here. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. You can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. 
With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors.